Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Riley and Not Ian Movie Review Podcast, the show where I, Riley, review movies without my good friend and co-host, Ian, because he has disappeared off the face of the planet. I am your host, Riley, and instead of Ian, I am here with two guests today. Uh, the first, the one, the only, Saturn. Hello. Welcome to the program. And uh, second, uh, host of the the Treehouse podcast, I think is what it's called. Did I get that name wrong? Oh, man, that's uh, Treehouse Radio. but Treehouse Radio, Treehouse got it. The, the host of Treehouse Radio, uh, Mr. One, number one. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Welcome to the program. So uh, this is the 17th episode of this movie review podcast here. Uh, we haven't we haven't done it in a while because, like I said, Ian fucking fell off the face of the planet. But <laughs> uh, we're doing one today. Um, we're reviewing Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That was a movie that released in 2010, uh, directed by one who was it directed by? You said his name before. Uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. That's it. That's the one starring uh, Michael Sarah as the titular Scott Pilgrim. So uh, before we get into general discussion, so these episodes, we tend to assume those listening have watched the movie, but we give like a little paragraph synopsis to those who don't care enough to watch the movie, but still want to listen to the podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to let one do this one, give us a little paragraph summary of the movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Okay. Let's see. Um, The story follows our main character, Scott Pilgrim, as he traverses from childhood to adulthood, um, while also fighting his new girlfriend's seven evil ex-boyfriends. Exes. Exes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's even in my notes. <laughs> I don't know. It's a. It's a great. I don't. It's just a great little piece of art that uh, really highlights what it's like. Um during self-growth in a very easily digested way. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good description. Uh, so I'm just going to uh, slap my balls on the table right away here and say that I fucking adored this movie. <laughs> oh, I'd have to agree. I'd have to 100% it's agree. It's a fun movie. It's such a fun movie. <laughs> Video game references, the Canadian humor. Channing Tatum is in it, and he dies. <laughs> Who does That's Channing great. Tatum play again? Oh, was he in Clash uh, of the Boys? He plays... Huh? Uh, was he in Clash of the Boys, or...? No, no, he was the one that, uh, that did the grindy thingy on the rail. That was, that was Chris uh, Evans. Evans. Chris Evans, is that him? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Still, he dies. He dies. He dies. <laughs> what is crashing the skateboard and explodes? I got in my hotties mixed up. Forgive me, Ooh. internet. <laughs> Although apparently the Scott Pilgrim lore, I, I read about this on the internet. According to I believe the writer of the comics said that like when the when the evil exes explode into coins, they actually just respawn at their house and decide not to be evil anymore. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> That's kind of them. Yeah. Man, they just decide that being evil is lame. Yeah, not worth their time anymore. Exactly. 
Lucas Lee's got movies to film. He doesn't need to be evil. <laughs> that's it. And that's what growing up is like. Exactly. You just, you just explode into coins and then come to the conclusion that you're not going to be evil anymore. <laughs> and you become an adult and get a nine to five. And... <laughs> What's weird is, um, so I actually, after watching this movie, I adored it so much that I went and watched a comic dub of the first two volumes of the comics. And I'm already starting to like notice like the weird subtle differences. It's mm. stunningly accurate for a comic book adaptation, but there's still, you know, differences here and there. And one of the main differences is Lucas Lee in the movie is like one of the most outright evil of the exes when he just kind of seems like kind of a chill guy in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's still an evil ex, but like he just, ha he just has like a conversation with Scott and then says like, Hey, I'll just, <laughs> if you give me all your money, that you beat me up and let you live he offers to fucking <laughs> spare scott <laughs> and, he, and then and then scott talks shit so he goes to beat him up and then the skateboard trick happens <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, i think oh man that's a that's a great part that they brought over from the book is that um scott's just a good fighter He's yeah which fight is anybody wild it's it's so it's so weird how in universe he's just like this loser who sits at his house and plays guitar and knows that he sucks at it, <laughs> and, but somehow yeah. kicks ass and fucking fights people who can shoot fireballs and make demon women appear with no, basically no effort. Exactly. It's good like old, this. good old Matthew Patel. Oh man, he has a great scene. <laughs> Which like, I'm uh, sad they cut the they cut a joke from the comics where along with the email he also sent he also delivers Scott a letter and he yeah, hand delivers he hand delivers the letter <laughs> in a blizzard and Scott still doesn't read it. <laughs> right in the trash. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this movie was really good. The the casting was really good. Like all the roles felt like they had the right person behind them. There, uh -huh. was so, there were so many like gut busting laughing scenes, which I don't laugh a lot when I watch stuff anymore. Like even when I find something funny, I usually just kind of like laugh internally. But a couple yeah. scenes really got me. Like um, Knives, who's the the little Chinese girl who Scott's dating at the beginning of the movie. Uh, she comes looking for him, and uh, his roommate answers the door. And he fucking jumps out of the window <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> and as he crashes the through the window, Knives asks if he's there. And, and the roommate's like, no, he just left. <laughs> he just left. She, she, she's like, really? <laughs> Run as, uh, runs behind her. Good old Wallace. Wallace was one of the funniest characters in this movie, the roommate. I oh, yeah. Wallace. I love Wallace. Yeah. Played by Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah, um, you can tell the resemblance to those sunken in eyes, man. That's I thought it just trained. was Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I remember saying that. I was like, that was Macaulay Culkin. Everybody's like, no, it wasn't. Shut the hell up. Okay. Yeah, Wallace is just so funny. He has so many good moments. The moments where he's uh, accosting Crash and the boys. <laughs> that, that was really good. The whole, uh, when, when Scott, like, confirms with him that the uh, Ramona versus what the fuck is the ninja girl's name? Roxy, Roxy. The Ramona versus Roxy fight is happening, 
And Wallace is like, yeah, this is happening. And then he yells out to Ramona, <laughs> kick her in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that fight ends, though. The, the oh, did you guys get thing? it? Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I didn't know if it was... I didn't know for sure if they were going to put that in there. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, death by <laughs> orgasm. That's just... That's a, that's a weird place to have your G-spot is the back of your knee. <laughs> for real? Some girls are really yeah. sensitive. Some girls are really, really sensitive. And I love that her final words are, you'll never do this to this her. To her. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Shower oh. coins. <laughs> the, the moaning as the coins shower down. <laughs> Yes, the disembodied moaning. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it bleeped out all the cuss words though. <laughs> oh yeah, put put a bar in, in world. They were bleeped in world. In world. It's referenced. <laughs> How are you doing that with your? How mouth are you doing right that now? with your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that scene, literally. Okay, so story time. That particular scene is what convinced me to watch the entire movie because i got recommended to me on youtube a little animation of that scene and i thought it was just somebody like making it like dubbing a comic or like a fan comic yeah. or something and it was like nope that's audio straight from the movie and i was like i'm watching this movie <laughs> oh yeah uh, i watched it in theaters blind it was uh it was an enlightening experience for what a funny movie could be, to say the <laughs> least. <clears throat> so I guess, so we kind of have to address the elephant in the room with this movie a little bit. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the main discussion topic that comes up on the internet from detractors of this movie. Mm. How are we feeling about the whole knives situation? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's incredibly creepy. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. You uh, know, I it didn't come across as creepy to me. Yeah, it didn't come across but, as like you know, outwardly I, creepy. It was whenever he said she's really mature for her age. <laughs> yeah. He said that he it said that once me. and it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, but that was like like I know Scott Pilgrim's not a predator, but <laughs> He's just an idiot kind of and kind of a dick. That's what that's what he is. <laughs> I would say he's real insensitive to the other people's feelings in his relationships, for sure. You know, it's like, uh, oh man, um, specifically knives and Kim. Specifically <laughs> knives and Kim, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and even Fiona to a degree, except you know, uh, Fiona. Yeah, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> Ramona, Ramona. I've listened to her name all day, and I've even got it in my notes as Fiona while I was watching the movie. <laughs> and I've seen this movie a million times. Got Shrek on the mind. We already reviewed Shrek on this show a long time ago. It's fine. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Oh no. No other people in the camera will face you directly facing the camera. With a neutral facial expression, both eyes open. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what am I witness listening to? <laughs> Don't pay any attention to the household things. <laughs> it's, it's gonna go into the podcast, Saturn. What are you? 
<laughs> but um, <laughs> so so yeah, the knives thing. I don't think it's as weird as some people thought it was. Like yeah. Honestly, like the first, the moment I saw that, I'm like, you know, there's so much shit on Twitter about this, and I immediately mm-hmm. just Twitter searched Scott Pilgrim pedophile <laughs> and got like 10 million results. So, Jesus. oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> one of which I think was from the day the movie came out. <laughs> it's oh, like sometime yeah, sure. in 2010. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, it could it could have been creepier given the circumstances. I think they did it to a way where it didn't feel as bad but man did knives get like fucked over as a character in this movie yeah she did oh, yeah yeah she was just she was a rebound and yeah, i don't she think was. she asked for that i don't think she understood <laughs> yeah because she was a young girl who was like oh it's this cute boy exactly and, the and then uh he's used her basically and then threw her away are you asking me if i'm a user <laughs> <laughs> that's a line from yeah. if not the movie the comics but they say something similar in the movie um it's funny that's another thing that i don't think comes up in the movie unless i'm misremembering is uh uh scott and envy they don't actually like meet at the coffee shop they talk on the phone when she comes to town and she she asks she says the exact thing scott said to kim about being a user in reference to scott and then was like okay i'm kind of a user <laughs> oh man that's like um i feel like that's kind of the arc though it's like i feel like uh knives and ramona i'm gonna say fiona the whole episode i'm good old fiona uh, flowers that double f (laughs) that double f yeah uh i feel like they're kind of like an allegory for scott's uh uh growing up you know it's like he missed high school. He didn't want to like. He didn't want to grow up. And it was like, oh, there's there's a seventeen year old, and she thinks I'm super cool. So I guess I can be super cool around her. Yeah, the girls. I think all the girls really re- like are like are somewhat of an allegory for Scott's growth in a way. Mm-hmm. Like envy, as as highlighted by that comic thing that I just described. Envy is yes. like. A representation of the of Scott's fucking asshole, not caring about people's feelings side. <laughs> yes, but um, yeah, I don't know how I didn't watch this movie for eleven years. That's the main <laughs> thing. Like I've heard about it, I just never took the time to watch it. Also, weirdly enough, this is gonna be a really weird thing, but like just hearing movies described to me and having them blend together. I, I've gotten Scott Pilgrim and Austin Powers confused for years. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never seen Austin Powers, and I had never seen Scott Pilgrim until two days ago, and I would always get those two confused. Have you still not seen Austin Powers? Uh, no, but I probably will. Oh, man. <laughs> I personally don't know if that movie has aged super well, but it's funny. <laughs> it okay. has not. It has not aged very well at all. Like in terms of like technology, or does some weird shit happen in it? Like, well, let's. Oh man, you'll see. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> sure, got it. <laughs> Trying to think of any more like points to bring up before we get to the the little uh, the ending questions. Um, because we're only fucking sixteen minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah. So right. 
we just all love this movie. There's no argument to be had about yeah. the feelings that we have on this movie. Um, uh, I've got a piece of trivia about Scott's bass. Okay. Okay, so uh, the bass that Scott Pilgrim plays in the movie is a Rickenbacker 4003, which uh, is a very unique shaped guitar. And it also appears in one other thing with a similar plot uh, called Fully Cooley, or an anime called Fully Cooley. Where Does Fully Cooley have a similar Cooley. plot of Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love yeah. Fully Cooley. Uh, there's a lot Fully of like. Cooley. <laughs> that's it, it's like honestly it's in my top 10 animes it's it's beautiful but uh yeah haruko plays the same bass and in the comics it's the exact same bass in the comics it's a 4001 c64 rickenbacker bass damn that's cool that is really mm -hmm. cool yeah i was oh man I was so did fully coolly come first is scott pilgrim perhaps yes influenced by oh Fully yeah Cooley? okay has to be yeah because, way older because yeah way older yeah because it's, that's, it's a 90s anime i think isn't it okay yeah so yeah scott pilgrim yeah. takes a bit uh, inspiration for a lot of things and i love mm -hmm. I, we brought this up very briefly but i love all the nintendo references and i do wonder if there was there had to be some sort of like licensing fees paid there between uh their band having baba mimicry there being a bunch of Zelda Ooh. music in the movie. <laughs> oh, tons of Zelda music. Uh, he gets all excited because he learns <laughs> the baseline from Final, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, shit like that. That's just like, yeah. no, that's just like his excuse to not talk about knives is like, they ask him about knives and he's like, yeah, we broke up. Hey, check out this baseline I learned from Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> Blows him off quick. I also like that uh, all the Sex Bob Bombs music was uh, written by Beck. Oh, I love that. Yeah. He performs it all on their, uh, on the extended soundtrack. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I learned, I learned some trivia about the soundtrack. Like, I don't know, I don't know if any of the other actors did this, but I know specifically the actress who played, uh, who played Kim actually learned to play the drums for the movie. And her mm -hmm. drum playing is featured on the soundtrack. Nice. That's cool. See, I know Michael Sarah is currently in a band or plays music, releases music. So I wouldn't put it past him. God, this movie was just so good. This might be a, among my favorite movies now. Yeah, oh, it's a, it's one of those gems because you know it was like. It was pretty. It was, you know, it was pretty popular at the time, but not really. Nobody really talked about it. So it's a cult film, as it's referred yeah. to. Yeah. Mm hmm. And it, it's got a. Edgar Wright brings a lot of fan base because he also did Shaun of the Dead and the, the Three Flavors of the Cornetto trilogy. Oh, God. He did Shaun of the Dead. I've, I've heard a lot of good yeah. things about Shaun <laughs> of the Dead. That might that actually influence me to, to finally me watch too. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I. Oh. Shaun of if the Dead was so good. <laughs> if you're on the fence, watch all three of those movies. Highly recommend. If you like Scott Pilgrim, you'll love them. <laughs> Are the three of us going to have to get together again after this and review Shot of the Dead? Oh, please. Yes. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, down, um, man. I love Shaun of the Dead. I will rewatch that movie over and over. 
I've broken two copies of the DVD so far. <laughs> I buy it digitally. Just overuse. <laughs> overuse, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess the question I could pose is, how did you guys feel about the Seven Evil Axes? Honestly, kind of loved it. Um. As well, someone who has dated at least seven assholes. Do you have seven evil exes, Saturn? They're going to form a league. The next man who dates you is going to have to take them down. Uh, I, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> I would definitely hate Are your that. seven assholes perhaps not as physically capable as the ninja and the movie star and the... <laughs> <laughs> the psychic vegan. <laughs> no, I date fat guys. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> They're not doing anything with ninjas. Plus <laughs> playing them on video games. <laughs> also, I really love the fact that the reason that guy is psychic is because he's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite It lets him line use the, the rest of his brain. <laughs> yeah, He's just better than us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, my favorite line, I don't know, can I cuss on your show? Just to yeah. reference this line. Have I not cussed yet? Of course oh, I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's uh, my favorite part. It's, uh, it's half and half, baby. And it's like uh, the cops bust in. And uh, he's like, uh, gelato's not vegan? And he's like, it's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> like, what? Didn't he say chicken? Didn't he, wasn't yeah. he, like, shocked that chicken wasn't vegan? That's pretty funny. Right? <laughs> Shook. He was like, oh, no, I've been breaking this rule accidentally. Scott Pilgrim, taken down with a cup of half and half. <laughs> Scott? Scott, for being portrayed as an idiot 80% of the time, does some real good outsmarting of these evil ex. Oh, bro. Yeah, because he's the reason I love this movie so much is because I am Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I am this ultimate wallflower. I'm awkward. I can't talk to girls. Um, <sighs> like, I get it. I understand Scott. <laughs> Honestly, Scott cuts me to the quick pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... I wish I could be Scott Pilgrim. He's fucking surrounded by, like, the hottest girls in history. <laughs> Go to Canada. Between, between, fucking Ro between fucking Ramona Flowers and Envy Adams and Knives. Oh, like, when you realize... Oh, shit, I'm 19 did... now. I'm not allowed to be attracted to Knives anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> the rest of us can't either. <laughs> by a lot longer. We've held this rule for many years. I, I may even I may even slide, but you two definitely no. won't. No. <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> I don't know, but uh still Ramona Flowers though. Oh Ramona Flowers. Yeah. And Envy Adams. I I, I was oh, very geez. attracted to Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, so in this movie where she's a grunge rock girl, that just fucking turned it up to eleven. Most definitely. Yeah, she. I, I have a soft spot for women who can kick my ass. So, because <laughs> uh, I'd let them. I don't hurt girls. <laughs> no, no, no. 
then Scott Pilgrim doesn't either. That's a, yeah. it. It, it was so funny when Ramona had to just grab Scott and like use him as a weapon because it, Scott had to be the one to take her down. And he couldn't hit her on his own. Yeah. He's like, he's like, they're soft. I don't think I can hit a girl. They're soft. <laughs> he did accidentally hit her at one point in the movie. The first time that she shows up and she's being all smoky and stuff. I don't think he realized she was a girl then, though. That's the problem. No, That's he it. didn't. But that was a major boob punch. And yeah, boob punches Pilgrim. hurt. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Scott Pilgrim be having some power behind his punch. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, strong man. Knocked her right out of the air. I don't know. I don't want to spoil the uh, comic for you or anything, Riley, but uh, like it's kind of like I don't know how far into it is that they explain that he's pretty well known as a pretty vicious fighter in the comic. Oh, that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's like the end of volume one that they explain that, if not volume two. Gotcha. I have seen it after the after the first fight. Yeah, where he's like, yeah, yeah they show like, yeah they show like the backstory of him uh, fighting like the bullies who kidnapped Kim, and that was yeah. like he's, he's a good fighter. Yeah, he references that at the end of that uh, Roxy fight. Or yeah, he talks. He, he exaggerates about it a little bit. He talks about how yeah. he had to fight 98 men and he was like <laughs> flying and shooting lasers or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is not Lightning what happened in the comic, but he did indeed have to fight some people to uh, get yeah, with Kim. <laughs> oh, man. So like Gideon Gray, which stuff. that's another that's another heartbreak story. Like I, I, they they reference this in the movie, but only in one line. The fact that uh, mm -hmm. Scott was friends with a girl named Lisa at the time, and you could tell Lisa was kind of into him, but then he went for Kim. Yeah. Which uh, uh uh who the fuck references it in the movie? It's the conversation at the party. Was it Julie or was it Scott's sister? I'm trying to remember. Oh man, either one of them really. It might have been Ramona actually. I don't remember. <laughs> No, it could have been my Ramona. favorite. Know, my but... favorite character is Scott's sister. <laughs> oh yeah, she's great. Because everybody needs that kind of influence in their life. Everybody needs that one friend that's going to tell them you're being a fucking idiot and you need to stop. Yeah. Also, you know Anna I mean? Kendrick is. Uh, mm. <laughs> Look, uh, uh, there's she's a running something. there's a running trend in this movie that uh, in, in this show rather this podcast of me talking about. Uh, the female character in the movie that I was attracted to. And in this movie, it was all of them to an extent, but <laughs> Scott's sister in particular was near the top of that list. I could definitely see that. She looked the normalist, but also like conventionally pretty. Normal hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot. Like a, a girl next door type of thing. You know, yeah. she doesn't wear a lot of makeup. She doesn't really. Yeah. And then she gets her boyfriend stolen by Wallace, which is another very funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, again, Wallace? Again? Like, this happens to her all the time. All the time. Because <laughs> what, that's, that's her best friend, right? Is Wallace. Yeah, yeah. kind of. They, like, text and, uh, they, and talk shit about Scott. All the time. Yeah. He's, like, laying in bed and he's asleep and he's texting. He's like, how did you yeah, know? Yeah, that's a really good scene. <laughs> Man, every God, scene this movie is so good. <laughs> Yeah. Every scene that Wallace narks on Scott, it like I'm like, yes, good job, Wallace. Keep <laughs> keep him in line. <laughs> if it wasn't for Wallace, Scott would have been dating knives until the end of the movie. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. Couldn't break up with her. Felt too bad about it. Oh, that's another thing, too, is apparently the movie... In the comics, Ramona is the girl. She is the one true girl. But apparently in the Ooh. movie, there is a deleted scene, an alternate ending, where Scott uh, lets Ramona leave and gets back with knives. Huh. I'm kind of glad oh, they deleted it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no. I mean, I think it was kind of a that sweet ending. That sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I, I kind of get it too, because, like, you know, it's like it shows that he's willing to let go and move on. Because he does reference, like, how, you know, he's real nervous about her leaving him in the future. Yeah. And, like, Knives is obviously, like, so loyal to him. I think that was, like, mm-hmm. the thing behind it. Yeah. And, like, they, they go out and they go to the arcade again and they play that ninja game again and then the mm-hmm. movie ends. That's the ultimate <laughs> ending. And it was, it was cute. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I feel, I think it, it might miss his point a little bit, but, you know, I feel like that ending, I wouldn't have been super disappointed. I would have, at the time, probably had been. Because I'm like, oh man, the hero's got to get, you know, the girl. They got to get the girl, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, as an adult, maybe, maybe you don't always get the girl. It's funny that um, in the video game, (laughs) the the only, every character has their own ending. And the canon (laughs) ending is when you play as Ramona. Playing as Ramona gets Mm -hmm. you like the real ending. When you play as Scott. The ending is Ramona leaves and Scott dates Knives, Envy, and Kim at the same time. That's Scott's <laughs> ending in the game. <laughs> That's a busy schedule right there. It's too much. It's too much. You gotta be rich to afford that many girlfriends, man. I don't have to play that game. That game sounds pretty, uh... Oh, man. The game is pretty very good. good. The game is... It's one of the most like well done like arcadey beat 'em ups in ever. Nice. I'm a if you have friends those. to play it with, at least I tried to play it single player, and on normal difficulty, I got my shit rocked. It's obviously designed <laughs> for multiple people. <laughs> yeah, but party game. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of anything else before we do the ending questions. Uh. I don't think I could think of anything. So unless you two have something, I'll go to the couple of questions we always ask at the end. All right. So I guess we're going to the end of questions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we pose three questions at the end of every episode. And the first of which is, who is your favorite character in the movie? So one, I'll let you go first. Let's see. Favorite character in the movie. I really like other Scott. The, yeah, the guitarist. Did he even say anything? He said like oh, one line. Oh man, he says he says a lot, but it's all nonsense because it's all about selling out. That's his one goal. <laughs> That's his. Wait, whole are you talking? Are you talking about Steven? Steven Sills? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steven Other Sills, Scott was yeah. like a guy Wallace slept with once. That's <laughs> it. That's who had it. one line? Yeah. Steven Stills. Steven Stills. My bad. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Young Neil, and then I was like, no, nah, that's the guy that, you know, doesn't know the words <laughs> to the songs. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Steven Stills, the talent. Yes. Yes, the talent. <laughs> He's very good and also really wants money. 
It's really funny at the end when when Kim's like, there goes our deal. And he's like, we're still getting paid, right? And Kim's just like, there goes our deal. Our deal. And he just starts like jumping to collect all the coins that Gideon left. <laughs> Snatching him. He's like, we're about to be starving artists again. <laughs> but yeah. That's a pretty good answer. Uh, what about you, Saturn? I already said mine. Uh, Scott's sister. Well, say it again for the formal list of the podcast. Scott's sister is my favorite <laughs> character in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And it's honestly because everybody needs that one friend that's going to tell you you're, gonna, you're being a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, Scott had plenty of those friends between uh, Wallace and his sister and Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Julie just needs to learn how to read the Ju- room. Julie is debatable to be called a friend, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What are you doing yeah. that with your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about what I'm doing it with my mouth. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, my favorite character is probably... It's a really hard choice. It is extremely hard. There's, there's like... So many honorable mentions. I'm tempted to give it to Scott a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm tempted to give it to Wallace. Uh, so many, so many characters that are really good in this movie. It's a very hard choice to make, and I'm gonna continue to stall for probably two minutes before I make it. So how's your day going, guys? <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right. Uh. uh uh, my favorite character is probably oh, it's so hard. It's hard. It's so hard. God damn it. Um <laughs> I'm stuck between I, I I've narrowed it down to Scott, Wallace, or Kim. It's a very hard call between those three. Mm-hmm. I'll give it. I'll give it to Wallace just because he was so consistently funny throughout the whole movie. It was. Uh, shout out to Wallace's uh, actor, uh, the Culkin brother, for making me realize that Macaulay Culkin had a brother. <laughs> yes. Shout out to. I love how he's the only one who we haven't referred to the actor by name. We just keep calling him Macaulay Culkin's brother. <laughs> It'll be like that his whole life. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin killed it in The Good Son, and it's all over for him. Yes, The Good Son is what made Macaulay Culkin a known actor. Sure. (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to say Home Alone. (laughs) It was, uh, what's the movie where he dies to bees? Uh, My Girl, I think. Gone Girl. (laughs) Something like that. My Girl. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, the next question, we've already said our favorite characters. Next question, what was your favorite scene in the movie? Whether it be one of the fights or just like a little interaction, what was your favorite part of the movie? We'll go same yes, order. I so. orgasm. Okay, so never mind. We're not going same order. Saturn <laughs> took it away with death by orgasm. Death by You're orgasm. welcome. <laughs> You'll what never do this to her. Though. That was one of the best lines of the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Ro- Roxy briefly crossed my mind for best character too. She was very good mm. too. Um, I thought of... Oh man! Uh... 
what is it a it's a tie for me i think between okay. the the catney and agni battle because man scott really like played music good there and then um oh god we never even talked about those guys <laughs> Oh, the Katni and Agni brothers? They're like the most dismissed (laughs) evil exes in the movie. (laughs) Because they're twins. Nobody really wants to talk about it. And because they don't have a single line in the movie. Yeah. They they start playing music instantly. And it's like, okay. Also, it really plays up Ramona's fucking, like, playgirl heartbreaker (laughs) past that she dated two twins at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Or uh, the start of the Envy battle where they play uh, Black Sheep by Metric. Oh, Black Sheep. Oh, that was good. That was so good. Um, Yeah. My favorite scene in the movie, this is, again, a very hard call. There are several that are very good. But I I guess I really want to give it to... I guess the scene that literally made me want to watch the movie, the coffee shop scene, the how are you doing that with your mouth scene. It's it's like one of the funniest things in the movie. (laughs) Uh, Honorable mention to the window crashing scene where Scott jumps out the window to get away from knives. Is Scott here? (laughs) He reaches back in and grabs his coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wallace moves his head for him and everything. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, that and the coffee shop scene like define how good this movie is. So so now is the question that nobody wants to answer about a movie. You have to now definitively give this movie a rating out of ten. Uh one. You go first. Don't give it. Don't give it a one. I know it fits with your oh, name. No. But don't do it. <laughs> no. It's tempting, but I don't think I could lie that hard on record. <laughs> um, it's hard because I don't want to give it too high of a number because you know. But you know, I'd say probably a solid eight. I've watched it a lot. <laughs> um, I feel like that's why it gets an eight. It's got inc- it's got incredible rewatch value. Yeah, um, for me, it's kind of... So, uh, something I always reference on this show is the fact that from the first episode of this show, I kind of pigeonholed myself because Mm -hmm. I gave a stupid YouTube short film entitled Monkey Jones Stops the School Shooting an 8 out of 10. (laughs) So now whenever I give a movie anything less than that, I say that this 10, 15-minute short film about a school shooting is better than that. (laughs) So... But that doesn't really come up here because I definitely 100% am willing to give Scott Pilgrim an 8 or higher. I don't, yeah. think I've ev- I don't think I've ever given a 10 on this show. And I don't know if I want to start today. Just because like, yeah. saying it's a 10 implies it's 100% a perfect movie. And uh, considering, like I said, I-, I guess the one flaw of this movie is that 10 million people on Twitter say that Scott Pilgrim is a pedophile because they made Knives one year younger than she should have been. Just to alleviate that. Uh, I'll give it a 9. I'm 100% confident in at least giving it a 9. Because it's definitely probably in my top 5. Definitely in my top 10. Probably in my top 5 favorite movies now. Uh, so uh, what are you going to give it, Saturn? Um, I'm, I'm leaning in towards about a 7. 
And my reasoning is, is because it is definitely rewatchable. But I counted how many times I turned and picked up my phone while I was watching this movie today. Oh, well, I do that for every movie. <laughs> and so it's like, I was listening. I was listening to the funny lines. I was refreshing my memory. I was falling in love with the movie. But it didn't hold my attention enough to keep me from posting on Twitter. So that's why it gets a seven. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I also respect that because I didn't touch my phone one time during the viewing. <laughs> I, I don't think there is a movie that I did not touch my phone during the viewing of unless I watched it when I was a kid and didn't have a phone yet. Mm, yeah. My favorite movie of all time is Dragon Ball Super Broly, and I'm pretty sure I was <laughs> on my phone a couple times during that movie. So. Well, that's a, what's Dragon Ball, so who can blame you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my favorite movie of all time, so. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that movie so much, and we're gonna. We were supposed to review it on this show, just real quick, uh, to sort of air the dirty laundry a little bit about why <laughs> the two episodes that I referenced being planned haven't happened yet. Um, because these ones have nothing to do with Ian. If you remember the previous episode of the show, I'm talking to listeners, not to you, because neither of you know gotcha. about this. <laughs> uh, the previous episode of the show was with my buddy Julian, and we reviewed uh, the movie Scent of a Woman. And I said in this in the show and in the description that me and Julian planned on reviewing two more movies. And one of those movies was going to be Dragon Ball Super Broly. I was supposed to have my buddy Brian on for it, too. But uh, Julian is just like super busy now. So we haven't we haven't been able to do shit. We haven't talked about the podcast in months. Me and Julian were supposed to start our own movie podcast after doing a couple episodes of this as a trial. But <laughs> nothing has happened with Julian <clears throat> beyond that one episode that we did. Which is a great episode. I'm glad that we did it, but I hope we move forward with some more at some point. Uh, but for now, uh, I'm just finding various guests until maybe, just maybe, baby boy Ian comes home. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> I'm very concerned about that boy. He just kind of fucking deleted his internet presence one day without really alerting anybody. Well, he kind of alerted people, like, he, he referenced that he was going to delete shit, but he never really gave warning, like, when he did it. Like, it had- Just one day had, it was gone. Yeah, just one day it was gone. His account, like, his account name was, like, I'm going to delete this account, and then one day it was deleted user, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he never, he didn't really, like, give a final goodbye or anything, so we're, uh, uh me and some friends are kind of concerned about him. I reached out to a girl- who's been on this show before, who I think knows him in real life. We'll see if that turns any leads, if I'm even remembering correctly that he knows her in real life. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> oh. I hope you I hope you find him. I had to find my friend. I gotta find Ian. Hashtag find Ian. <laughs> <laughs> find Ian 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so. so yeah, I assume some I assume next time if it's not uh the the just planned Shaun of the Dead review. It'll be me and my friend Mo reviewing some bullshit that we find. Uh, Cause Mo is just my default podcast guest at this point. <laughs> so whatever it is, hopefully you'll be seeing another movie review within the next couple of weeks, at least if not next week, that's the plan. So until then uh, we got to do the ending plugs that I almost forgot about. Uh, 
One, tell us about Treehouse Radio and where you can find it. Uh, Treehouse Radio is just, uh, you know, uh, a podcast about whatever I can think of, whatever I can come up with, just a conversational uh, kind of show. Um, I think I, I've talked about D&D with a, with a friend, and I've talked with Saturn about uh, Tolkien, and my next episode should be out next week at some point. <clears throat> you got to get me on that. Me. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> uh, you've been great. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at, I believe it's Treehouse Radio, just that, or Treehouse Radio 1. And uh, anywhere you can find your podcast at just Treehouse Radio. Awesome. Well, not, a, not, not Apple, but uh, Spotify. Not so Apple. Apple's like not the easiest Apple. one to submit to. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, not yet. All right. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> Apple is like, I never remember how to do it. Like when I know how to do it, it is the easiest podcatcher to submit to, but I always forget. Yeah. And then like when I go to submit a new podcast, I'm like, fuck, how do I do this again? <laughs> <laughs> Which it's gl- I'm glad now that I've simplified uh, most things to the Riley podcast mega feed. So I don't have to worry about that shit anymore because everything goes mm. on the same feed. Oh, no. Although I... D- I have other shows that go on different feeds, but most of those are run by people who aren't me, so it's okay. <laughs> mm. <laughs> not, not your brain children. Not my brain. Well, partly my brain children, but they're, they, gotcha. they took the lead, as it mm. were. Um, but anyway, uh, Saturn, you want to plug your Twitter? You have anything else you want to plug? Whatever. Floor is yours. <laughs> or not? <laughs> oh, did hey! Oh shit! There oh. she is. My uh, my mic muted itself. <laughs> I was over here plugging my Twitter to no one. <laughs> <laughs> to the void. So let's try it again. <laughs> it's Saturn's Prophet. S A T U R N S P R O P H E T. And I'm always changing my uh, my display name, but my but URL stays the same, so just search that. I post a That's lot of fair. selfies whenever I'm feeling pretty. <laughs> I'm predominantly on Twitter. I'm not hardly on, on Facebook anymore unless I have to be. But yeah, I, mean, I only have 141 followers, so... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, go follow Ke- go follow Saturn. Go follow her. My my Twitter is an adventure, so Yes, indeed it oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many followers do I have? I'm pretty sure it's like 220 or something. So- something to that effect. Twitter is my most like followed piece of social media. Mhm. Like the next closest is Twitch, and I think I have like a hundred followers. So Twitter is in the lead by more than double. <laughs> uh, but anyway, as for my plugs, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Riley Tweets. You can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/RileyStreams, on YouTube as Riley exclamation point. Um, what else? <laughs> okay, I remember now. Um, there's Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, which is on any podcatcher you could think of. It's uh, me and my shows, video game, me and my shows, me and my friends, video game show. 
<laughs> um, that's that's around. Saturn's been on that a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. There's Pokemon Variety Hour. Uh, my the redheaded stepchild of that group because they're supposed to be on it, but nobody cares about it anymore but me. Uh, <laughs> you find that on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. Um, and then you're already listening to this in the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, so I don't have to plug that. Uh, on YouTube, I have another channel called Big Guy Little Guy, which is where me and my buddy Andrew we do Let's Plays. And also we do our weekly podcast, Largest Issue in the Galaxy. So go check that out, which you already hear Largest Issue in the Galaxy on this feed, but you don't hear the Let's Plays on this feed. So go subscribe to Big Guy Little Guy. And finally, the MoCast, which is where me and my buddies Mo and Robin, we talk about whatever the hell we feel like uh, every week we're supposed to, but it's been more like every fucking month and a half at this point. (laughs) (laughs) You can find that on uh, the YouTube channel ModeDiggity42 or at anchor.fm slash the-mo-cast. And that's everything. So uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the, the Riley and Ian Movie Review Podcast, the Riley and Not Ian Movie Review Podcast. I've been Riley. I've been one. And I'm Saturn. <clears throat> and I'll see you guys next time with another review of a movie. Yay. <laughs> Later.